Hey, this is Daniel. Thanks for listening to DIY Money. If you haven't already, be sure to give us a five-star review on iTunes so your friends know that they can learn from the show. Also, follow us everywhere on social at DIY Money Podcast. If you haven't already, be sure to check out the video on YouTube. We've got some awesome bonus content there. Now, enjoy the show. Welcome back. It's DIY Money. Wow, that was abrupt. Welcome back. You're just right into it. Yeah, I am. But you didn't even give us a DIY Money. DIY Money. Uh, there we go. That was good. Well, I was waiting for the money, 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 money. Uh, wait, how many? Money, 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 <laughs> money, 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 money. Four, right? Is it four? I don't know. You do it. Money, 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 money. Money, money, money. You do like a full DIY Money. I think that's what it was. Okay. Well, welcome back to another episode. <laughs> Of DIY money. So, Daniel, you were just looking up on your phone what country your coffee is from. Well, I knew what country it was from. I was trying to figure out if there's a particular region or area. It's from Guatemala. Okay. Finca. And you said it was particularly good. Why? Uh, I just brewed it really good this morning somehow. I don't know. So I, I'm just getting a lot of the nuances. <laughs> so I know nothing about coffee, and I don't like coffee. That was me sipping it, by the way. Uh, <laughs> Not distortion in your microphones or in your earpieces. So it's really what, good. how do you brew it correctly? How do you do... Well, you do uh, pour over in the morning. So you can okay. like, you, you put it in like a filter thing that sits on top of the cup, and you pour water in it, and the water has to be the correct temp, and then your pour has to be like just right, accurate, and then the time that it sits in con the water sits in contact with the grinds is, has to be correct. Plus, you can dial in the grind. Sometimes I play with the, the grind setting a little bit. The grind setting. Daniel is a coffee snob. What you got going on in that cup? Yeah. All right. Well, someday, someday you'll drink coffee, maybe. I don't know. See, like, m- my thing is every person I know that drinks coffee drinks coffee, like, religiously. Like, I drink one cup a day. That's it. Okay. So you do one cup a day. One but really a lot of people cup, that I it. know, like, especially my friends my age, are drinking, like, two, three cups of coffee a day. And I'm just like, if I get up and I'm excited and got the energy, then why? Yeah. But you have your own pizzazz. You don't need yep. coffee. I have two kids. That's, so I enjoy a cup of coffee. You know coffee what? In the that is a very good point. You also get up at like four in the morning and ride a bike for. Yeah, two I've been hours. up for six hours. Holy cow. And if you don't know, it is 10 o'clock. So that's it's lunchtime, basically. 4 a.m. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Okay. Well, we do have a question today, we even do. though it's Daniel's a, a crazy one. person. So let's. This is a good question today. So let's listen to. Who's our question from? <laughs> Davis. Davis. All right, Davis. D-I-Y. Hey, Quentin, Daniel. This is Davis from the great sunshine state of Florida. I'm a longtime listener and a big fan of the pod. I have a two-part question for you guys today. My wife and I are 30, and we are setting ourselves up nicely to start making some serious ground in our financial future. I am a project manager for a construction company, and my wife is a realtor. I make enough to pay for 100% of our bills with a couple hundred dollars left over each month. And everything my wife makes goes towards savings, retirement, and discretionary income. We also have three kids that we plan on creating custodial investment accounts for in the next year. A lot of our motivation and direction has come from your show, so I want to give props to you guys. So my question is this. We plan on taking two big trips within the next five years. We are celebrating our 10-year anniversary in three years and want to do so by going on a two-week vacation out west and seeing some of the big cities and national parks and creating a lot of memories. The second trip is in 2026 when the World Cup comes to North America. 
we want to be able to travel the country and see some of the big games. We figure each trip will cost somewhere in the ballpark of ten dollars to $12,000 each total. So, on top of the money we are currently saving, I have about $6,000 in credit card rewards that I have never spent from 10 years that I plan on using toward this trip. I was wondering if you guys had any experience with planning trips with rewards and any tips you could offer. I'm not sure if booking directly through the credit card site is the best choice, even though they offer a boost on using their travel sites through the rewards, but there may be better value by cashing in on the points and booking it myself. The second part of my question is this, do you guys have any experience using a travel planner? I know they can usually get good rates and can make the planning experience much easier, but I'm not sure this is the best option. I would love any advice you guys could give me as we plan on starting to save for both trips this year. Thanks a ton. You guys are awesome. And apparently he wanted you and Quint, which I feel like most people are going to start the show off like that. But these are also people that have been in the queue for a while. So if they've been sitting in the queue for a while, they might not even know who Logan is. Eventually, we'll have someone that says... Hey, Logan. Hey, Logan. Here's my question. And then we'll be pressured to make sure you're on that day. <laughs> As you know, I have a strong affinity um, for sports. Mm-hmm. Obviously. And a deep understanding of sports. Uh, so the World Cup is coming in, he said, what, 2026? 2026, yeah. So they play that, like, all over the country? Like, it's not like the Olympics where they come to, like, L.A. or Atlanta or, like, yeah, they that's my understanding of it, and, and I don't know too much. Soccer is not the one, like the main sport that I follow, what? but I, that's from my, my understanding, friend. they do it like all over the place. So whatever country the World Cup is in mm-hmm. in a given year, they'll do it in various different cities across. That's nuts. The, yeah. I mean, I can understand that if you're like in England, which is the size of right. I don't know a state in the U.S. Right. But. Yeah, so I, I mean, I don't, I don't know exactly how, like, what cities they choose or how mm-hmm. they go about choosing them, but I, apparently it's in different cities. That sounds awesome. That'll be a great vacation. Yeah, can you imagine just like chasing that all over the country? <laughs> that would be amazing. And, uh, and be really cool. the World Cup, and I don't watch soccer, but the World Cup is like I do watch, it, and that is really exciting. It's awesome. Yeah, intense. Have you ever watched the Rugby World Cup? No, I have not. Is, do you get into rugby? I like watching rugby sometimes. It like it moves. It's fast paced. Yeah, it doesn't like stop. It's like soccer. Like it, yeah. do, it doesn't. We have were in uh, Ireland once while the Rugby World Cup was on, and that was an experience. Like it wasn't. <clears throat> was sorry, it wasn't going on in Ireland, but like it was on, and Ireland was in it. Pretty sure. Oh, uh, cool. Still, and so people were like jazzed up. They eventually were not in it at some point, but uh, they were like jazzed up, rooting for them and stuff. So we got to like hang out with people who really liked rugby watching. Well, that's really cool. Well, you said Ireland when you were over there, mm-hmm. and I know that when we were talking about this question, mm-hmm. that you said that, hey, there's connection between Ireland, your Ireland trip, yeah. and this question that Davis had. Yeah, so what Davis is asking about is utilizing the spending that you're doing on credit cards, racking up reward points, and then in some way, shape, or form, redeeming those, whether it's for cash or travel. And uh, my wife and I, prior to us having kids, we actually did this a lot more. Uh, prior to kids because we were just a lot more flexible and enjoyed traveling to do more things than just seeing her family. Now, a lot of our traveling is like bringing the kids to the grandparents so that they can have fun. Uh, and we have fun too. Uh, but it's like a lot more family visits and stuff like that. Whereas before it was like, well, where do we want to go see in the country or the world or whatever? Uh, and we just had a little bit more 
freedom and flexibility. Yeah, Quinn always says that once you have kids, it goes from vacations to just family it's trips. trips. It's, yeah. it's trips <laughs> to some extent. Uh, it's still fun, and it's nice. Like when we go visit them, there's like built in. Um, like people to watch the kids babysitting not really babysitting but like childcare. um so we can sometimes get out for dinner or something but yeah it's definitely different uh but yeah we use the strategy uh that davis is talking about uh in the, for this particular trip one of our trips to ireland uh we got wind of a special offer on one of the big name airline travel credit cards that was happening and it was like a massive sign up bonus and you see him advertise this all the time like you know, if uh, apply for our credit card, you'll get 50,000 points or 100,000 points or something. You just have to spend X amount in the first whatever kind of months or whatever. Uh, and that's really when you're talking about rewards when it comes to tr- uh, credit cards. That's generally the, the lucrative part mm-hmm. is the sign up. In fact, uh, that part is so lucrative that a lot of people do what's called churning credit cards. Uh, okay. which is signing up for a credit card, getting the bonus, hanging on to it as long as they need to not make the credit card company angry at them, canceling that credit card, and then going to the next one that has the sign-up bonuses. And people actually rack up a lot uh, of points doing this. In this particular instance, we just got this one branded credit card. Branded uh, means that it's it's associated with a particular airline or hotel or something like that, but it's through you know one of the major providers, American Express, MasterCard, Visa, etc., um, so this is like, you know, the Delta card or the American Airlines card, a thing like that. And they had a pretty lucrative sign-on bonus. So uh, we were able to get the credit card, spend what we needed to in the first three months. We put like everything on it, paid the bill every month. Uh, so we didn't pay any interest. We just paid like the first year annual fee or whatever. Mm-hmm. But ended up getting like hundred or 120,000 airline miles or something ridiculous, uh, which then enabled us to get really sweet tickets uh, to travel to Ireland. Uh, and hang out there. And I think we had another credit card with a little bit of points on it that we got like our first night hotel um, for free. In fact, that was like seven years ago this week. Wow. I was just remembered like, well, that's it's a, October, that's end of that's October. Awesome. It was actually seven years ago. So like how do, for someone that doesn't know too much about mm-hmm. credit card rewards, how do miles translate to points and points tra- trans- to dollars and all that yeah. kind of thing? So it's interesting because with what Davis is talking about, it sounds like he has one of the... Um, more generic reward ones. So if you sign up with a like a co-branded one, um, which is like the Deltas and the Marriott's and things like that, then typically you get points to spend at their particular company. So if you okay. sign up for Delta, you get Delta Sky Miles. If you sign up uh, for American, you get AA Advantage. Uh, if you sign up for British Airways, you get uh, Avios points and things like that, right? But if you sign up for like the chase regular card then you get chase ultimate rewards if you sign up for american express you get i forget what the american express ones but it's like american express dollars or whatever mm-hmm. and what you can do is you can either redeem those for cash or you can go to their particular online like booking agency uh and so like american express and chase and stuff they have like a, a portal that you can go use these rewards and it's kind of like a a travelocity or whatever that the credit card company kind of runs i'm sure they have somebody like yeah, kind of behind the yeah. scenes. Um, but it's like they're sort of like travel agency. So let's say, for example, that you have the Chase card. You're using Chase Rewards points and you go online to book it there. What's basically happening behind the scenes is the airlines have contracted with like the Chase travel agency or whoever's running it behind the scenes to say, like, here's the flights that we will offer at these particular points. And actually, that's not even like it's like, here's the flights we'll offer. And Chase is going like, uh, basically saying, uh, okay, that 
flight costs this much, so here's what we're going to charge you in points okay. wise. And so, but basically, they're doing an in house conversion on that. Yeah. Hi, I'm getting a connecting flight to Denver. Mm-hmm. I was wondering, do you know the gate? Bye bye. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm just about Bye-bye. to. Bye bye. But if you just wait. Bye bye. So it's kind of adding a layer because you have two people working on it. So the, the thing that I would say in Davis's instance is if, if you're using a more generic rewards thing, then just do your research. Look at you know what it would cost to book it via the the credit cards online portal, and then look at what it would be if you just redeem that for cash, and then uh, booked it you know d- direct through Delta or American or or whoever it is that you want to fly, because sometimes you can actually find a better deal that way, and your flight options will be right. That was what I was going to think if you're doing it through the credit card agency, you may only be able to access 10 flights or whatever. You may yeah. not be able to go you won't to, see everything. to Wyoming or Mostly. wherever that they they are looking at going. Wyoming? But, well, he said they want to go to national parks. Oh, okay. So that was the other one. meant for the uh, <laughs> World Cup. I was like, what? <laughs> There'd be plenty <laughs> of room for a stadium. stadium in Wyoming. Yeah. <laughs> um, and to be able to find those particular flights, then they may just want to convert it to cash and mm-hmm. go on to the travel. Yeah. Now, one of the resources that I use... Um, because we don't write a lot about this uh, credit card rewards and stuff like that on DIY money. Uh, when we were more active in this, I actually utilized the points guy uh, website. Um, pretty sure it's the, just the points uh, follow. You can follow on Instagram and stuff like that. Uh, but if you go to their website, they do a lot of really good blog posts on each of the particular different rewards programs and the value of each like point uh, and how to maximize it and stuff okay. like that. So, and and honestly, it's just because we have kids now. It's not something that I'm keeping up with on a. And they change. I mean, these programs change, you know, once or twice a year, basically. Right. Um, not massively, but there's nuanced changes. Uh, and uh, they've done a really good job over on that blog of really going in and looking at. Um, okay, you have this particular credit card. Here's a couple ways that you can really maximize those points. Or if you want to do this, try this credit card. If you want to fly domestically, this is a good one. And internationally, this one. Uh, and so I found just a lot of value in that. Um, doing the research uh, saved me a bit of time and really trying to understand some of the, the programs myself, I feel like. Um, which I guess goes into the question of travel agents. Mm-hmm. Because Davis asked that. I don't know. Did we cover the rewards part pretty? What other questions do you have? Because you you've not really done I, this. I really much. haven't done this at all. And I've, you know, I have just like a Chase mm-hmm. reward credit card and I get some points on there, but it, I just see kind of the dollar amounts. I haven't done any of the special programs or things that you can get bonus points on. It's something I definitely want to look into. Mm-hmm. But I think a couple caveats and points to that that you mentioned is yeah. paying off that credit card every <laughs> single month. I mean, I know that most of our viewers know that, but going in and paying that credit card off, especially if you're going to different ones and mm-hmm. you're, you want to tie that to at least your debit card or something like that, that it's just going to go ahead and auto pay that. Yeah, if you're paying interest, then you're not getting a deal. Um, so when we were using our credit cards, we kept a spreadsheet of, you know, here's how many points we got. Here's the annual fee that we paid. Because if you're getting points for most of the big credit cards, you're going to pay an annual fee. Um, you may They may waive it the first year, but typically at some point you'll pay, you know, $100 or $150 annual fee. That might actually be worth it mm-hmm. if you're paying it off, not paying interest and using the rewards and stuff like that. Um, and you can do that responsibly. So you've got a budget, you're sticking to your budget, you're not accruing other debt, you know, common sense, things like that, right? This is not for people who are struggling to get out of auto loans, student loans, other credit card debt, and they just want to take a vacation. And this is a way to do it without spending money. If you're struggling with other debt, don't add more 
debt, even if it sounds like a good idea. Like, oh, I'm getting points. It's not really debt. Right. But it's debt. It's debt. So yeah. if you're struggling, you know, if you're alcoholic, don't walk into a bar. And, and I don't mean to be insensitive. Uh, if you're struggling with something, don't add in front of you the thing that you're struggling with. Right. Um, so if you're struggling with any other type of debt and it's really a stress and a burden, don't add this particular thing to it. Uh, however, if you can do it responsibly, it can be a way. It can be very lucrative. So what we would do as a family is we would start a spreadsheet. We go, here's how much we're paying for the annual fee. Uh, here's the stuff we're putting on the card. We're paying it off. We're not paying any other interest. Here's the value we're getting out of that uh, in you know flights or hotels or whatever. And I remember one time we did uh, the Southwest credit card, and we got like a massive sign-up bonus. Then my wife got the companion pass. Then we made sure that we always threw through Midway as our connection because they always overbooked flights through Midway, and then we would get bumped, and we would get more money in credits. <laughs> and so for like two and a half years, uh, we paid... Uh, one or $200 in credit card fees, I think. And we ended up getting, now it's arbitrary because you're pricing it on the flight, but it was like three or $4,000 worth of flights uh, in total over the course of those two years. So that worked out. Now, granted, we wouldn't have taken all of those flights if they weren't free. Right. So like we didn't, it's like going into a store and there's like, you're saving. Well, you're not saving if you're spending money. <laughs> you're spending money uh but in this like so in this instance we got to travel and do some things that we didn't expect to do because we had that benefit available to us so use it responsibly yeah. understand what you're doing um, but it can be beneficial and there's be ways beneficial. to do it you just have to do your research and understand yeah. what the costs are as well as what what your benefit is okay so yeah. then so i would say the other thing is we always went in with a plan yeah so, okay good. so davis doesn't have a plan yet for those rewards he's just accruing them which is fine but we, when we got uh, our credit card for Europe, we had a plan of exactly what we were going after flight-wise. When we got the Southwest one, we knew we wanted to get these points, companion pass, and it flew to the places that our family was, stuff like that. So have a plan going in is the other thing. Sorry, go ahead. No, excellent. And then I just wanted to hit on his last point about mm -hmm. a travel agent. Now, I've never used a travel agent yeah. for travel. So what do you think as far as you know, hiring someone to basically put this together for you? So our uh, family has used a travel agent for some of like not our family like our extended family for some of the times when we've had to like get multiple people into one place and do a trip and things like that i've never personally used a travel agent agent uh, or agency either of those um it may be hard to imagine but i like planning and so like when it comes to travel and planning and all that like i like sort of like doing all of the research figuring it like half of the vacation fun for me comes on the front end of like building the itinerary and finding good flights and all that. And then the vacation comes. I'm like, okay, well, what's the next one? Uh, what can we start planning? So I've been known to like actually plan vacations on vacations uh, because it's just that kind of fun. So for me, it's not a huge deal. Now I know travel agents have uh, access sometimes to like select allocations, whether that be through cruises or things like that. So, so they might have access to, the ability to book things at certain prices. Um, and listen, we do financial planning. We're experts in financial planning. And you can do financial planning on your own, but sometimes it helps to have an objective perspective. Right. That said, I just don't have the experience with a travel agent, so I can't say definitively yay or nay. Um, but we do know a couple of travel agents, so I wish I had known ahead of time. I would ask them, like, what exactly like can they get? But I know there is a there's a reason... Uh, to sometimes go they especially if you're doing like group bookings um 
complicated itineraries, stuff like that, they can sometimes help with some of those more complicated. And they know the ins and outs of like the travel world. Right. It's like if you like to change your own oil in your car, Mm -hmm. I will never change my own oil in my car. I'm always going to take it to someone. So if you like doing the travel planning, if Davis likes getting in there and and Mm -hmm. looking at different things, looking across several different websites, then it may be good for him to do it himself. But if he wants to have an opinion on someone that does this every day, then it would be a good thing. And then I think there's even like agencies that will work with you on the points side of things. Mm, like okay. not they'll take points, but like they'll help you maximize your points. I think there's a couple of them out there as well. So that's something to keep in mind if you go that route. All right. Excellent. So Daniel, you want to close this off? Yeah, we went really long today. I'm yeah, sorry. But really that was a did. pretty exciting topic. Oh, that was and awesome. We had to like have massive caveats because we're actually saying, Hey, it's okay to use credit and debt sometimes. But anyhow, uh, Check out the blog if you want to know more. Uh, We try to keep that fresh with content. And if you're listening to this on the podcast, check out YouTube. We're talking to an audience here via YouTube, which is really fun. And we're actually doing more and more YouTube exclusive. Is that what we call it? YouTube exclusive stuff. Uh, So be sure to check it out there. And remember, the secret to success is simple. Live on less than you make. Invest the rest. Do so for a very long time. Make it a great one. Thanks for listening to this episode of the show. If you want content delivered to you regularly, be sure to follow us on Instagram at DIY.money. And if you want your question aired on the show, be sure to send that to us and you'll get a $25 Amazon gift card. This show is for entertainment and educational purposes only and is not intended as personal financial advice. Before making any financial decision, please do your homework and consult a financial advisor as needed.